You're listening to Slants and Rants with CTD and Vega. All right, baby, Slants and Rants back, episode four, and it is a fun one. We got to talk the Russell Wilson news that just came out, and we're going to play a fun game called Tag You're It, where we go through the best franchise tag guys, talk about if they should be tagged, if we would tag them, or where they should end up. As always, I'm your host, CTD, alongside my tag team partner, Mr. Patrick Vega. Patrick, how you doing today? I'm feeling good, buddy. I'm feeling good. Back, glad to be back um, to do our fourth episode of this lovely podcast. Technically, we have we have five, we have four already up, but one with a two point five last week. Make sure you guys go back and listen to our our library so far. And then this is what week three, Ron. This is this is our we're we're in a month already. What's good? Are we in our first month already? I think so. I think this marks a month. All right, marks a month. Um, guys, that we start off every show, we always say. Uh, Subscribe, review, five stars. One, two, three, four, five. You heard that. Like Booker T say, five time, five time. Give us those five star reviews, guys. Uh, it does a lot for us. We are already at 33 reviews. I don't know if that's good or bad, but whatever it is, I'm just happy people are reviewing and writing uh, comments on our stuff. Um, so thank you guys again. Let's uh, Let's make this podcast keep growing. We have a bunch of great ideas, like I always say. A bunch of uh, better editing things that are going to be coming in for the open, the close. So be on the lookout, ladies and gentlemen. Be on the lookout. Yeah, the only way we can go is up. This is why we started the podcast at this time. So by the time the season comes, our podcast is going to be electric. But I feel like we have to just dive right into what we did not expect this morning there was little rumblings in previous weeks about russell wilson's relationship with the seahawks and pat when i tell you i did not expect to wake up to news coming from the athletic three different reporters michael sean uh duger duggar sorry i don't know how to pronounce your name i apologize mike sando and jason jenks all reporting about Wilson's unhappiness and how much he wants to leave Seattle. Apparently he left a team meeting about the offense before their Thursday night game against Arizona because he was so upset. And the teams being mentioned right now are the Dolphins Jets who are going to pop up in every single quarterback conversation. And then two potentially new names, the Saints and the Raiders, Pat, I have always said like, oh, there's no way Russell Wilson leaves Seattle. There's no way Russell Wilson leaves Seattle. My first instinct is maybe, you know, free agency hasn't started. Maybe this is like the last ditch effort by the Wilson camp of, hey, like if you think I'm kidding about not wanting a bigger say, like this this is out there now and it, you know, forces Seattle. Okay. You know, what do you want to do, Russell? Who do you want to bring in? Like, that's like, that's my first instinct, but Really, this shouldn't be taken lightly. Uh, shouldn't be taken lightly, because these are credible sources saying that Wilson will leave if he has to. Yeah, it's crazy. I would think you would think Russell Wilson is a lifer in Seattle. You know what I mean? You would think he would never leave uh, just the franchise that he revived. You know, after that one Super Bowl run they had that they lost. Once they got Russell Wilson there, he revived that whole city and and franchise um so to hear these 
like again, like you said, I completely thought it was all just a bunch of uh nonsense, like over just just hearsay, you know. Yeah, Russell Wilson wants to leave, you know. You always hear players aren't happy, but again, each and every week you wake up and say more and more sources saying Russell Wilson wants out, he's not happy with the way the offense is. He's not happy that they got rid of Brian Schonheimer. Why aren't you happy about that? I'd be the happiest guy in the world if I was a quarterback and they got rid of Brian Schottenheimer. But if they do trade him, if you're Russell Wilson and you do get and you you want to get traded, why would you want to go to the Jets or a team like that? Like again, the Jets, their O line is pretty much the same as the Seahawks. You have Makai Becton in the Jets, who's obviously going to be a future. Pro Bowler, possibly all pro, but the rest of the O line's a mess, just like Seattle. You don't have a running game in New York compared to Seattle. You don't have the near, nowhere near the weapons of what you have in Seattle to New York. So you you hear these like I want to go to the Jets or the Raiders or the Dolphins. It, it, it I just don't get why. Those are some of the I, I get why those teams are there. They have the most uh the most expenses to get rid of. They can get rid of trade picks and they have salary cap and they have the best value. Two pick number two pick for the Jets. So I'm just interested to see if this every week this keeps getting more, more and more fire keeps burning up on Russell Wilson. Yeah, and I think the Saints one I think it's more like, uh, yeah, I'd like to play there, but they they are in cap hell right now. They are far from getting their situation figured out. The Raiders, I think they're committing to Derek Carr. I think, you know, I think this is coming from Wilson's camp. I'm not, I don't think these are coming from the teams. You know, who's to say these teams are even interested, although they should be if it were a possibility. Almost, the Dolphins. I'm sorry to cut you off. Almost, I'd say about 29 teams should be interested if, if Russell wasn't on the block. Even even you got to make the call. If I'm the Ravens with Lamar Jackson, I'm making the call for Russell Wilson just to see. You have to you have to just do your due diligence, due diligence, and just to see what the value is to get him. Yeah, and I I think of those four teams, the only one that I could like actually see something happening is the Dolphins. But I think Seattle, it's going to be the same exact boat as Deshaun Watson with the Texans. Like they. They just know there's absolutely no way they can lose this guy, no matter how dumb they are or how much they mess things up. Like they know this is the guy for our franchise. This is our franchise quarterback. There's there is no dollar amount. There is no draft pick amount that you can send us that's going to equate to us trading him. So I I feel like this is still a little bit of smoke, but I will say there's a little bit of, you know, dark black and coming into this smoke now where it's starting to seem like there actually is a fire surrounding this situation. So all I'm going to say is he's more likely to get traded now than he ever was. Although that might not be a high percent at all. It's still higher than it was before. It, it, if I thought it was at zero before it's at like five or 10 now. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, listen, I would what what I would do for that man to come to Denver, which I know is not going to happen. So people don't tell me that. Oh, stop! Uh, stop getting excited saying he's from Denver. I'm just speaking out of fans fan talk. All right, but yeah, it, the the fire is getting the 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 pan is starting to really starting to get percolated and starting to uh, 
a little hot now with Russell Wilson. And speaking of Deshaun Watson, 41 minutes ago, he tweeted, loyalty is everything. Don't you ever forget it. What well, do you make of that? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we have no idea. The biggest thing out of that tweet for me was a tweet from an Android. Come on, oh. Sean. Come an Android? Oh, my Lord Come. have mercy. Oh, so you're, like, <laughs> you're telling me his group chat with his teammates, they got to go on like WhatsApp because or WhatsApp, however the hell you pronounce it, oh, because oh, he's got oh. an Android ruining it. Yeah, like Deshaun, uh, no. Uh, an Android, come on. Come on. Yeah, I had, I had to hit you with that. I'm sorry. I, I, an Android, Deshaun, you're, you're literally a top, th- a top five quarterback in the league. Ah, oh, man. But, yeah, no, it's interesting. Like, what is going to happen? The, the, it's crazy. I never felt an offseason where so many teams need a quarterback and there's so many – great quarterbacks that it seems like want out. We know Deshaun Watson, it seems like wants out. Russell Wilson saying he wants out. Like it's percolating that Russell Wilson wants to be out. Um Carson Wentz said, granted he wasn't he's not Russell Wilson Deshaun Watson, but that's another quarterback that got traded that's young. So it's just crazy. I don't remember any offseason where you have so many quarterbacks available and trying to get out of the uh, uh the hellhole they're in. Yeah, I mean, there's already been three franchise quarterbacks, I guess you could call them, traded. Stafford, Goff, and Wentz have all already been moved, and free agency hasn't even started. We're still a couple weeks away from people being able to sign, people being able to move more cap, and you know that's why, like, you it might take a little while for some trades to come through because a trade right now does not affect your cap until the new league year so if you have to get under you have to make space elsewhere and trades aren't going to get you there but let's uh let's dive into a fun game that that we have for today a little bit of before this russell wilson news it was a little bit of a slow week news wise the only real thing was the nfl franchise and transition tag are now up you can now tag any player that you that you need to tag no player has been tagged yet there have been rumors on who's going to get tagged who won't be tagged so i came up with a with a nice little name called tag you're it we're going to go through just a couple of these big names and give our opinion on it so i feel like it's only right the the absolute first name for the past three years that comes up when talking about the franchise tag is Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. And it feels like we're heading back to the same ending that we got last year where Prescott's just going to get in, uh, just going to get tagged again. But Pat, do you see, I'm not even going to ask you if the, the Cowboys should tag him because it's a given the Cowboys need Prescott in that building. It's, it's, it's a waste of time to, to say, Oh, you know, maybe they don't. Do you see them getting the long-term deal finally done? Or does he get another year of the franchise tag and the Cowboys risk him walking out and going somewhere else next year? Uh, man, it, it like again, like you said, I, I don't see how they don't franchise him. We know it's going to happen. But if you're the Cowboys, how don't you how don't you get a deal done with your franchise quarterback that clearly you needed because you were so everyone's so high. Oh, Andy Dalton, Dak Prescott are in the same the same ballpark. 
Dak Prescott's leg foot snapped and to- play went down dramatically for every person on that team. So in the, the now the the bet the thing I'm interested in is since that since now he has he's coming off that injury, how much does that hurt him in contract negotiations? Is it gonna hurt him? I the way the Cowboys are and how Jerry Jones is, I could see that being a like, hey, you're hurt. Like we're not gonna give you as much as a number one, not not as much as number one, but like as much as the top level guys are gonna are getting. Yeah, and the cap is also down too, so they have less money to play with. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. So caps less because everything that happened with COVID and, and no fans in the stadium and the, the, all the owners lost some money. Jerry Jones has been stingy on giving him a contract three years ago. So, and guess what? The quarterback number, all numbers go up for every player every year. So if you were the Cowboys, you probably should have locked him up two to three years ago and had him on a good deal, which which would have been a good deal now compared to being in the mess you're in. Because once you franchise him again, it's going to be almost 40 million. 37, 38 million you're paying the man just for a year. Um, but I think Jerry Jones is fine with that. I don't think he he really wants to give Dak this long-term deal. Yeah, Jerry Jones is also probably the most stubborn man in the NFL uh, that's not located in New England. I think it's a, a battle between New England and Dallas on who has more, maybe a more stubborn owner or a more stubborn personality in the league. There was one point last year where Jerry Jones said something. And even as an Eagle fan, I was like, okay, someone needs to medically check this guy. It was when Dallas lost to Seattle and they almost had that last second win. If you remember Prescott, you know, drove down the field. I think he ends up throwing an interception in the end zone. He kind of panics. Like there was still time left. He made, he made the bad read and threw an interception. Jerry Jones on his weekly radio uh, time slot when he does his weekly interview, he went out and said, and I feel like not enough people talked about this at the time it was talked about, but it is like completely forgotten at this point. He went out and said, that's a drive that guys like Tony Romo and Tom Brady. And I, I think he might've said like Lamar, I forget who else he said, he goes, that's a drive that those elite quarterbacks finish and they win that game. And, and Dak's just not there yet or whatever. I'm paraphrasing. I don't know his exact words, but he knocked his franchise quarterback, which was so outlandish to me, especially in a game like that. At that point in the season, this is right before Prescott gets hurt. The Cowboys offense is putting up big yards, putting up big numbers. Dak was not the problem with that team. They had one of the worst defenses in the league. And they had so many other issues outside of Dak that really showed once Dak got hurt. So you're going out there and bad-mouthing your franchise guy when he should have already been locked up under a long-term contract. If that was his plan for like a negotiating tactic, Prescott's got plenty of fourth-quarter comebacks and and last-minute drive, uh, game-winning drives. Like That's not a road you can go down and you're going to beat Dak Prescott in. Like Prescott is a I – I hate to say this word because it's – it kind of annoys me, but he's a clutch quarterback. Dak is a very good quarterback in this league, and that was so stupid of Jones to say. 
Dak is a good quarterback, and he showed it this past year. He, 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 my man, he led the league in passing, bar like bar none. He, he had like he was like two hundred yards ahead of like the closest person. So, you're not gonna get a quarterback of that caliber in the draft with a team that they're more. Are they on the rebuild mode? You know, Jerry Jones doesn't really like to do a rebuild. Their O line is all injured and getting up there in age. Their defense is putrid and horrendous. So if Jerry Jones came out, you know, we're not going to sign because we're going to go a full rebuild, free, a full rebuild mode. Then you get it. But if you still have damn good players on the team, Mari Cooper, Michael Gallup, CD Lamb, the t- the young tight ends that they've clearly found that they have. You still you paid a running back, but see that's my thing right there. Granted, Zeke is still one of the best running backs in football. He had a really bad down year this past year, horrible year. Wouldn't you rather pay the quarterback than the running back? Again, Tony Par Tony Pollard stepped in there and looked pretty good. So that's always my thing. You 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 felt forced to pay Zeke because he was going to hold out and he wasn't going to show up. So you. You paid Zeke all this money to be a top running back. And look at it. You're paying with a top running back. The production went down. Instead of just paying your franchise quarterback, getting him out the way, and taking care of the most important guy on the field. So, on tag your it, we're going to move on. I'm saying you pay Dak Prescott. I say you pay him long-term deal. You are in absolute panic mode if you have to tag him and he is playing out the tag and could potentially reach free agency. So let's move to the Super Bowl champions. We have talked about these two names when it comes to the franchise tag already, and they're still very relevant because there's still no uh, resolution that has come from this. Chris Godwin and Shaq Barrett down in Tampa Bay. Shaq Barrett was tagged last year. This is Godwin's first year of eligibility for the tag so this isn't the spoiler alert this is one of these two guys is getting tagged it's just a matter of which one do you tag which one can you tag that makes more sense and honestly i think i've gone back and forth on this like every time i think about it i say godwin and then i say no tag shaq barrett i really can't make up my mind on this i you know who I think you should uh, franchise tag. You have you have to keep the most important person, the more important position on the field. You have to. I mean, granted, Tom Brady wants to keep all his weapons that he that he has. He would like to resign Antonio Brown. Mike Evans is already getting is already counted for like fifteen mil the cap next year, I think, or something like that. Uh, so you have to franchise tag and keep that defense together. That defense was one probably the main focal point of that playoff run. You keep Shaq Barrett, you still have JPP, you still have those the edge rushers are the most important thing. You you have to franchise Shaq Barrett and get him a long-term deal done. Chris Godwin, I love Chris Godwin. We all know that. I'm a Penn State fan. I love Chris Godwin. I receivers, it's tough because you have he if you franchise Chris Godwin, it'll be fifteen million. That's that's a lot of money for a receiver. That is he a true number one? 
Is he a two? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, and I love Chris Godwin. I think he's fantastic. I think he'd fit great on the Giants. I think that'd be the perfect receiver for the Giants, Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson. But if I'm the Bucks, you franchise tag Shaq Barrett and get the deal done. Unless you had a deal done with Shaq Barrett before this period is over. But who knows? Who knows? That, that usually never happens. That's exactly what I was just about to say. If I'm the Bucks and I'm in this situation, I would say you're trying harder to get a long-term deal done with Shaq Barrett than Chris Godwin simply because you can tag Godwin for this year at less money and figure everything out later. I would rather be in, if I'm them, I'd rather be in the situation where, okay, we can tag Godwin and lock up Barrett. But if you can't get that long-term deal done with Barrett, I feel like I, I completely agree with you. Offense wins games, defense wins championships. The defensive line and the linebackers played incredible. Let's not let's not forget that Levante David is also a free agent that they have to figure out what to do there. These are three huge pieces, and and the Dominican is a free agent too. I know he, I know it's Sue, but he said he wants to come back also. So that's what happens yeah. when you win the Super Bowl. Problems just not problems, but money. You have to pay. You have to start paying up. Yeah, and. The reason why I would go this route and making my official prediction on tag you it, I would be tagging Shaq Barrett if you can't get the deal done. And it is for this reason and this reason only. I have more hope that you can fill the production of Godwin with Brady helping a lesser quality receiver overachieve compared to getting a lesser quality defensive end and expecting him to overachieve and reach the production that Shaq Barrett is going to absolutely give you, which he's now given you for two straight seasons in Tampa. Yeah, no, I thousand percent Shaq Barrett to me is more of a focal point. He's proved that he deserves to get paid. He was uh, a very late round pick for the Broncos and he just keeps getting better and better. Uh, so now we're gonna move on from the Bucks from Tagure. Again, wait, we're gonna pay uh we're gonna pay Shag Barrett here. So and now we're gonna move on to I think uh the best safety in football. I'm very biased here. Um to my man uh Justin Simmons, who obviously as a Bronco fan, I've watched him a lot. He is fantastic, he can do everything. He's a could play center field. He can come up and tackle. He doesn't miss any snaps. He hasn't missed a snap in like three years, two to three years. So we already know how I feel on this. Justin Simmons needs to get paid, and uh, the Broncos need to cut it out already and get this man a long-term deal. Tell him to bring me my money. Yeah. <laughs> Simmons has got to be paid, and if there's one team – that for when you look at their cap situation out of all these teams that have to tag guys, the Broncos are probably sitting prettiest. Like right now they have roughly 30 million in cap. They just cut Jarrell Casey and they've cut AJ Boye. I'm not sure if that 30 million is including the Boye cut. I think it is, but that's definitely not including the Jarrell Casey cut. So by the time you're done making your roster moves, you're looking at, you know, 40 to 50 million in cap space. So you can improve your team elsewhere and not be hurt by 
signing Simmons to a long-term deal or worst comes worse, you franchise tag him again for this year. I feel though that especially with Boye gone and Jarrell Casey gone two veterans that you brought in and didn't achieve what you hoped to uh, Casey, obviously only playing, you know, three, four games and ending up on IR Simmons. You know, when I think of the Broncos Super Bowl team, I think of a, a stellar defense and some of the, the of recent times, you know, the defenses are the game changers when the games matter most. On the offensive side of the ball, the Broncos have weapons. They need to get the quarterback, you know, situation figured out. So if it comes to, oh, we need to get a franchise quarterback, but we also need to sign Simmons, you're going to have the money to do both, it seems. Like, it, that is very realistic. And what's, and then you still have that they haven't, they haven't made their choice yet on if they're going to cut Von Miller and Kareem Jackson, which if you free up both of them, it's just about 30 million. I think it's like 18 for Von and 11 for Kareem Jackson. So the Broncos um, could have a lot of money if they get rid of those two also. I don't see how you can get rid of both of them, especially if you bring back Simmons, because then that defense is, very very young and not going to be good it's not going to be cream jackson has been fantastic since he came on the broncos von miller is von miller i know he missed this past year but everyone kept saying last year he's in the best shape he's been in since he got into the league so yeah it's pretty much the same defense that we have last year and that defense wasn't that good it really wasn't i know we had a bunch of injuries i'm not saying that but the defense just wasn't up to par in what you expect from a Vic Fangio defense. They were great in the red zone, but every other teams were literally just running up and down the field, putting these long drives together against us. So, I mean, we, we, we already know how I feel. Justin Simmons needs to get paid. He deserves it. He's been great in the community. He's always up for the Walter Payton Man of the Year. His play on the field has been fantastic. So, Justin Simmons needs to get paid. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It's pay him, and he is one of the few guys that's already been tagged, so you're you're kind of flirting with danger if you tag him again, and you could be dealing with him walking. I think now is, now is the time. He's got to be paid, and worse comes to worse, you know, you tag him and then extend him on top of the tag because that is that is also a possibility. Just because you tag him doesn't mean you can't extend him at a later point. Which, which John John Elway has done. Last year was the first time John Elway's not gotten a long-term deal done with someone on the franchise tag. Now it's George Patton, the new GM. But um, I, I see George Patton said he wants to keep uh, – George Payton, I'm sorry. He wants to keep his young guys on the field and on the Broncos, so. All right, moving on. Uh, we're we're handing out tags like it's it's Halloween. You're getting candy, unless you're named Chris Godwin. So we may as well go back to the wide receiver position and talk Kenny Galladay with the Detroit Lions. And this is going to be the first time that I I throw something at the wall, see if it sticks. Now I should start this by saying I think Kenny Galladay is a very good receiver, and I think he's got multiple fits. But I also think Detroit is nowhere near contending. And I feel a sign-in trade, if anyone is going to get sign-in traded, 
Kenny Doll- Kenny Galladay makes the most sense to me because you have a few top wide receivers. You know, not all of them are going to get tagged, but not all of them are going to hit the market. So if you're a team like the Giants, who, you know, you have your your eyes on Kenny Galladay, you really want Kenny Galladay, but the Lions are threatening that tag or whatever, and you want you don't even want him to hit free agency. You want to secure it. I feel like a sign in trade makes a lot of sense for Detroit, considering they are they are now stockpiling picks after this Stafford trade. It, yeah, you're losing a lot of production and a very good receiver in Kenny Galladay, but this is a very good wide receiving class this year. You have two first round picks next year and two first round picks the following year. Your cap situation isn't the greatest. And Galladay deserves to be playing on a team that's either contending or close to being a contender. And I don't think Detroit is in that spot. So I would say what's best for both parties is a sign in trade. That's just me throwing something at the wall, hoping it sticks. What, what are your thoughts on that? So you bring up the Giants, right? It's funny. None of my friends want – most of my friends are Giant fans. None of them want Kenny Galladay. They, they have Kenny Galladay at the bottom of the list because he's, in, he's, he's hurt a lot. Granted, is he good? Yes, he's very good, but he's hurt a lot. Um, so they rather go with someone like an Allen Robinson who they love, like an Allen Robinson they want, uh, Chris Godwin. Um, but, yeah, they are not right now on the, on the Kenny Galladay train. I agree. He's not going to be on the Lions next year. They, that team is completely rebuilding. That team is – they're not going to pay. And if they do pay him, good for you. I mean, great. You're going to keep Jared Goff, give Jared Goff a weapon. But I don't see how a team that's in that big of a rebuild can tag a receiver to give him $15 million if he gets tagged. So that signing trade is a good idea. What team will it be? I don't know. It's a good question. Again, the Giants are always the team that kind of comes up with Kenny Galladay's name. Um, but we'll see. I, it's interesting with Galladay because our, if they if the Lions don't keep him, they literally have no weapons because Marvin Jones is a free agent. So you're literally just running out there, Hawkinson, the tight end, and nothing else. Unless in the Lions, they, I can't see them drafting a receiver. Maybe they are. Maybe they draft Jamar Chase in the first round. Um, so I out of all the receivers besides Chris Godwin because they have Shaq Barrett, but Kenny God is definitely the one I see playing in a new uniform next year. Yeah, I feel like the the Lions would love to get something for him, um, securing a team that you know, say there's a team that's in love with him and wants to secure having him in their building, and they they do get a, a tag in trade or a sign in trade, whatever it may be. And these, those things are not that crazy. Um, one guy later, Yannick Ngakwe, we'll talk about him in a bit. Tag and trade was like the ultimate talk about Yannick Ngakwe last year when he was on the Jaguars. And look at what ended up happening. He ended up getting dealt when he was on the tag. So I don't see Kenny Galladay in a Lions uniform, but you can't just roll out. I Even if you're rebuilding, you can't just roll out with absolutely no one. Like that just... You need to, especially to sell your fan base on something like you, you bring in Goff, who I don't think is that great of a quarterback. Then you have no one for him to throw the ball to. That's a tough sell on me. They're, they're going to have someone 
or who knows they maybe they don't maybe they're like screw this let's just blow the whole thing up i don't know i'm i'm not a lions fan i'm not in detroit but i i do agree i think he is the least likely of all the top names to be wearing the same uniform that he wore this past year so you mentioned alan robinson he's another name uh that's eligible for the franchise tag so i let's just hop right into alan robinson the bears i mean their defense is, is always set, but that offense has always got the question marks. You don't have the quarterback position figured out right now. You definitely can't have Allen Robinson leaving your organization on top of it. Like that offense is hurting. Ooh, will it be even worse if you don't have Allen Robinson on the team? I I don't see how the Bears don't franchise him. I mean, it, especially your, your team, your defense is ready to win now for the most part. Maybe they could they could upgrade in the secondary a little bit, but Allen Robinson has been so consistent and so good every year for the Jaguars and the Bears. Al, name a man who has gotten worse quarterback play in the league. No one. Nobody. My man went from Blake Bortles and the Jaguars quarterback tree to Chicago with Mitchell Trubisky, a little a sprinkle of Nick Foles in there, like a tenth of a game of Nick Foles. But Allen Robinson, I wish he could leave Chicago so bad. I'm a, I'm a huge Allen Robinson guy, another Penn State guy. Um, I, I would love to see him just get out of there, but I don't see how the Bears don't franchise him, especially that the Bears are in talks of trying to trade for – trying to get a quarterback there that can get him the ball because – he needs to play on a contender or a team that looks like they're contending with a decent quarterback. Poor guy, man. Oh, it breaks my heart to see this guy just get the, the worst quarterback play possible. The worst. Uh, he, he needs to get out of there. He needs to get out of there. I don't see it happening. I think he'll be a bear next year. But Allen Robinson, oh, I, I feel for you, buddy. I feel for you. I remember when he tore his ACL in Jacksonville and everyone was kind of thinking like, Oh, is Allen Robinson going to be the same guy? Like, and like, there was questions about like, is he going to be able to be that productive and be that number one receiver? And I believe his first year in Chicago, it was kind of like, you know, when a guy comes off a torn ACL and like every step they then take, you're kind of like, Oh, I hope, I hope he's fully healthy. I hope he's fully healthy that is so far in the past and isn't even like a question anymore. Like, don't get me wrong. He's had his, you know, his bumps and bruises along the way, but the production you get from Allen Robinson, when you see lack of numbers from him, it is not because Allen Robinson is struggling to get open or Allen Robinson is dropping the ball. It is because his quarterbacks are not getting him the ball. So anytime Allen Robinson numbers are slacking, it is not his fault. I will give him a full-blown pass and say, whatever his numbers are, they should be higher because of situations that he cannot control. It is not his fault that you have Mitchell Trubisky as your quarterback. And I love him to death, but Nick Foles wasn't it. So if you're Chicago, you have no choice. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to this. In 2020, Allen Robinson... In 2020, actually, you know what? Let's do the past two years. Everyone thinks no, no, no one ever when you do top ten receivers puts Allen Robinson in the top ten because he's not flashy. He's not one of those that 
breakaway speed that's going to, you know, put people on a highlight tape. But the man is consistent. Listen to this. In the past, in 2019 and 2020, he's combined 200 total catches over, I'd say, 2,500 yards, about 2,400 yards, and a total of, like, 13 touchdowns in two years with horrendous quarterback play. He had 102 catches this year, 102. For, for a man that's dealing with Mitchell Trubisky, who can't throw it an eight-yard out route. So, Allen Robinson, I hope you can get a Chicago. I Unfortunately, I don't see it happening, but my heart's with you, my man. My heart is with you. So, to move on, now we're going to get into uh, – let's get some defense real quick since we did some offense real quick. Uh, we have Yannick Ngakwe and Leonard Williams. Ngakwe, his cap hit would be $15 million, it looks like. Close to close to 16, very high 15s. And then the underrated superstar that played outstanding for the, the up-and-coming Giants defense, Leonard Williams, who had when the Giants made that trade, people were very, very like skept uh very, very like nervous about it and like didn't know because Leonard Williams in the Jets, he wasn't living up to that top five pick he was. Comes to the Giants and has looked fantastic. His cap would be about 19.3. That's another guy I think the Giants are one of those guys that are going to get franchise tagged and the deal's going to get done because of the – and he's still young. I think Leonard Williams is only 26 years old, I think. So do you see Ngakwe and Leonard Williams getting tagged or do you see him playing somewhere else next year? I I think Ngakwe, I might have his number wrong because he was tagged last year. So his tag number will be higher than uh, what I have written. So I'm not sure his exact number. But I feel like both those guys are two very talented. Have to Both of these teams that they're on gave up compensation to get them on their team. So although the Ravens... Ngakwe has been traded twice. He was first traded to the Vikings and then traded to the Ravens. Leonard Williams obviously traded from the Jets to the Giants. You already invested those picks in them, and those picks have been worth it. I feel like both of them deserve the bag. They are both two young, talented players that Ngakwe was the best in Jacksonville for a year, all on his own. Williams has exceeded Giants fans' expectations. I feel it's only right both of those guys get the tag. So I I was looking up something on Leonard Williams, and according to Dan Dugan of The Athletic, he the Giants and Leonard Williams right now are not close on a deal. Um, so he, he they're, they're not close. Uh, they are going to try, and they're going to try to get a deal done before he, they have to tag him but it's looking like more and more that they're probably going to tag him. Um, they want to sign, they want to try and sign him before free agency on the 15th. So that one's going to be interesting to see where it goes for, uh, for Leonard Williams and Ngakwe. Uh, moving on again, guys, we're trying to run through these quickly for you. So we don't have to sit here and just hammer home each player number cap it and all that stuff. So we're going to look into, this is an interesting one. Very interesting one that I'm, I'm very keen to hear what you have to say Chris Aaron Jones Aaron Jones the Packers running back very very good fantastic great out the backfield can run between the tackles 
His cap hit would be something like I think like nine, nine million, eight million. Um, but there's rumors that the Dolphins have a lot of interest in uh, in acquiring Aaron Jones. So, what do you think is going to happen with uh, good old Aaron Jones here? Not to spend too much time on it, and not to sound like a broken record, but I will always and forever say, do not waste your time paying franchise running backs. It is to me the ultimate waste of money. You spent a high pick last year on drafting another running back, uh, AJ Dillon, I believe it it was last year. So I hate the idea of paying a franchise running back, especially when you need another receiver on that team. Like there's been rumors they might go get Will Fuller. They they need another receiver to pair with Devontae Adams because the man is arguably the best receiver in the league. But outside of that, you got a ton of uh, guys who love to drop the ball. And Aaron Rodgers' numbers are already crazy, but could be even better if his receivers helped him out a little bit. So I'm going to, short and sweet, I'm going to say don't tag him simply because you already have an early pick invested in A.J. Dillon and running backs are a dime a dozen. I hate the idea of getting into a contract battle with your with your running back for when, no offense to Aaron Jones, he's a very good player, one of the top running backs in the league, but running backs are expendable. I'm sorry. It's just, it's just the way the cookie crumbles. I hate to be that guy, but I would... Absolutely stay away from this one. So it's Aaron Jones, he will probably hit free agency if they don't tag him. But Jamal Williams is also a free agent also. So what does that throw anything into the blender there that next year you had Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, a good one to good one to punch with AJ Dillon at the third. You could be going into the season just with AJ Dillon as the running back next year, do you bring Jamal Williams or Aaron Jones back? Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if they value that running back position that much. I think, I don't think Aaron Jones is a Packer next year. I don't see how, because look at the end of the NFC championship game. He got hurt and they were moving the ball fine without him. So Aaron Jones, I think it'd be a great fit for the Dolphins. I think it'd be fantastic for the Dolphins to get Aaron Jones. The guy who can come out the backfield, do a bunch for Tua if Tua is the quarterback. And then if you upgrade to Deshaun, you have Deshaun Watson and Aaron Jones in Miami. You can't ask for anything better. So, and then last but not least, on Aaron, after Aaron Jones, um, is Hunter Henry. Want to hear my thoughts on Hunter Henry? Would you like to hear my thoughts on Hunter Henry? Yeah, I'm ready. Oh. Wrong one. Hold on, ladies and gentlemen. Getting, getting, getting used to the soundboard here, right? I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care. Let me tell, <laughs> right, let me tell you, we don't care. That's my thoughts on Hunter Henry. If he's franchise, fantastic. He's a good tight end. If he's not, get him out of get him out of LA with the Chargers. I'm tired of looking at him running up and down on the Broncos. Broncos can never cover him. Whatever. Hunter Henry, fantastic. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> I'll be biased here, and I'll say if from the Chargers, uh, you can pay Hunter Henry thirteen million, or you can give up, you know, a fifth round pick or a sixth round pick, get Zach Ertz. He's only counts towards eight nine million, and then you sign him to a long term deal. Both of them got injury problems. Hunter Henry is is younger, but I would say Ertz is a little more proven than Henry. It's that that's just that is full ego bias over there. But for me, you're the Chargers. 
I would focus more on uh, getting another good receiver in there, help out Keenan Allen. Um, Mike Williams obviously had a ton of injuries. Hunter Henry is a very good tight end. I just think with the progress that Herbert has made, I don't see it as like a loss, like losing Keenan Allen would be. Uh, I think Herbert will do just fine with a, another tight end. Not saying Hunter Henry is not a good tight end or is not a, a top tight end in the league and he's super replaceable. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying when it comes to Herbert and how you're going to structure your team around him, I think you'll be all right if you end up lacking a little bit in the tight end department. Herbert will make up for it and you'll be just fine. So if I'm the Chargers, uh, I'm not tagging. I'm not paying near $13 million for Hunter Henry and God forbid he gets hurt, hurt again. Uh, absolutely, I agree. And ladies and gentlemen, that is what we have for uh, our new a new segment. That hopefully next year when we when we do it, we have a a legit like tag your it sound. So for right now, tag your it. It's all about money. That's what you get. Um, that's pretty much what we got for you guys today. That's what we bought for you today. Um, nothing crazy on the news and notes level. So today we play a little game. Tag your it. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, be on the lookout for our next episode next week. As always, me and Chris, we're going to pop this out every week, guys. Every week. Um, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Slants Rants Pod. Uh, again, like I always say, five-star reviews. Subscribe. Tell your mom. Tell your dad. Tell your family. Tell the kids you don't even have yet. Tell your baby daddy. I don't care. Tell everyone. All right. Let's get our viewership up. Having a great time doing it. Oh, and a big shout out to our listeners out in France. We have two listeners out in France and one listener out in Scotland, I believe. You guys are the best. I don't know if you guys keep listening, but if you do, we love you out there. Yep. And and for those people who view our Instagram story and don't share it, we see who views them and ain't sharing them. So either avoid watching them and letting your name be seen or share the damn podcast. Let your friends know, let your family know, let everybody know. Let's grow this podcast to the moon. We're having fun. There's so much more to come. Patrick, I need you this week, next week, and every week, always and forever. Don't forget to shake them.